Hello and welcome to Day 3 Live, the live broadcast of Sunday morning service at Day 3 Church in Granite Falls, North Carolina. You can learn more about our ministry at day3church.org or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash d3church. COVID-19 is affecting everyone in the country. Many people are facing struggles right now that no one could have foreseen. Layoffs, loss of income, isolation, others find they're working longer and harder hours with lots of stress. No matter where you fit into this list, one thing is for certain, we need peace now more than ever. That's why Pastor Lynn is doing a series simply titled Peace. Join us for part seven, Let's Go on an Expedition of Peace. Here's Pastor Lynn. Good to see everyone out there. I'm glad you're joining with us also online. I hope we still have a good signal for that and uh, and everything. We're going to talk today about uh, going on an expedition of peace. We've been doing a a series about peace for uh, uh, some weeks now, uh, mainly as a result of uh, this COVID-19 virus and the other situations people were facing. We thought it'd be good to focus on peace for a while. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is going on an expedition of peace. And we're going to be in Psalm 34 and look at one verse, one primary verse. It'll be a secondary verse in Corinthians we'll look at in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to be there in Psalm 34 and verse 14. Last week, as we talked about team, uh, I tried to give you a mental picture of how you and I as believers ought to be farmers of peace because it talked about sowing that type of seed. Uh, on on peace. They'll, they'll, get, they'll get it figured out in just a minute, guys. Uh, that my stomach rolling or anything like that. Uh, although I have not had breakfast yet today. Um, anyway, so we tried to get that image of, of being a farmer of peace, how we ought to sow peace and bring forth the harvest of righteousness. Today I want to give another mental picture uh, and that's why I'm talking about the word uh, expedition, going on an expedition of peace. Psalm 34 and verse 14 says this, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. You all have probably seen some expeditions on television. Maybe you're watching National Geographic or a movie or whatever, and uh, you might be looking in a magazine or reading a book, and, and you've heard about people going on an expedition. Uh, they're going to search for something, going to, to seek out uh, something. Uh, the word itself, expedition, the Webster Dictionary tells us this about it. It's a journey or a voyage undertaken by a group of people with a particular purpose, especially that of exploration, scientific research, or even war. What I want to suggest to us today is that you and I as believers, we need to go on an expedition. We need to explore something. We need to go on a journey of peace. We, we need to be seeking out peace in our lives, the kind of peace that God uh, can provide for us. Go on a voyage, so to speak, of, of, uh, of peace. 34, uh, someone might think about that and say, yeah, but that's in the Old Testament and we're living in these times and we're facing all these circumstances today. Well, you know what I found God does a whole lot of times when he wants to emphasize something? He'll put it in the Old Testament and then have somebody else to write about it in the New Testament. So that's exactly what happened here. The psalmist wrote this in Psalm 34, and then God later laid it upon Peter's heart to write about it also 
in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. I'm going to read a little bit more. He's quoting from Psalm 34. I'm going to read a verse I did not read a moment ago in Psalms. But here's what 1 Peter 3, 10 and 11 says. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. So in other words, as Christians, if we want to love life or maybe have the kind of life that's lovable, and if we want to see good days, he's telling us we need to turn from evil. He's telling us we need to watch what we say, how we use our, our tongue, and then we, we need to turn from evil on the front end instead of allow uh, evil to kind of sidetrack us and ambush, and ambush us. We need to turn from it, and we need to do good, and we need to seek peace and pursue it. So then... questions. How many of you would like to love your life better? Amen. I mean, just blow your horns or whatever. You're, most of you aren't sitting in your cars with it running or anything, but I think all of us would like to love our life better. You know, especially we'd like to love our life better than the way it's been over the last few weeks. Amen. We'd like to see good days. I mean, how many of you want to see good days in your life instead of negative days and bad days? So if you want to see good days in, in your life, then he gives us a hint here that if we will be careful what we say and if we will be aware that there's evil out there and we'll be turning away from evil and we'll turn toward doing good and we'll even chase after peace, then we can have better days. We can have lives that we love maybe more than what we experience sometimes. What I've found is this, though. Peace can be a difficult thing to grab hold of a lot of times, can it? You can think peace is right there, and you're about to grasp it, and then all of a sudden something happens, and it, and it flees away from you. So that's why I think it's important for us to look at this here in the Bible this morning and understand, even though we might have had a, an absence of peace lately because of this COVID-19, it's kind of shut everything down, it's kind of shook everything up, we can still have peace in our lives if we will be willing to focus on God's type of peace instead of allowing our fear and our doubts and anxiety to rule in our lives. Recently, we've been in a shutdown mode. I've already alluded to that. This COVID has kind of shut down everything. Now it's starting to change a little bit, and things are starting to open back up, but a lot of people are fearful a lot of people, as they see things start to open back up, it's like they're going on an expedition into the unknown. They, they don't know what to expect. They don't know what may be taking place. And social media has turned into social distancing. Are you sick and tired of hearing that word? I, I am. You know, wondering what the new normal is going to be like. I'm tired of hearing about the new normal too, guys. I, I'll just be honest with you. I'm tired of, of hearing about that. Doing life together has been substituted with, with Zoom in life together as people meet online. So we've had a lot of changes that that's taken place. And what I want us to do this morning for just a few minutes is see what kind of directions we need to follow as we try and go on an expedition or a road trip of peace based on what's said here in Psalm 34, verse 14. Here's the first direction we can get from this verse this morning. If there's evil up ahead, you need to take a detour here. 
Uh, and this is going to be kind of an ongoing illustration about a road trip if you're traveling somewhere. If you see evil up ahead in your life, if you identify there's evil up ahead, the psalmist wrote this under divine inspiration, turn from evil. So if you see there's evil up ahead, you need to take a detour. You, you need to decide you're not going there. Instead, you're going to go a different direction. All of us from time to time on a road trip, we've seen warning signs up ahead. It might be road construction and you have to go on a detour. It might be that there's a bridge out and you have to go on a detour. It may be that there's an accident up ahead or whatever, but there, there's a detour that will cause you to go a different route and try and spare you or save you from that difficulty that was up ahead. Well, for us as Christians, what we need to do is this. We need to identify and be on the alert that there's evil in the world, that there's temptation that wants to draw us in. And just like on a road trip, if you see a sign saying take a detour, if you and I see evil up ahead, if we're being drawn towards something that's evil, we need to take the detour sign. We need to turn away from that instead of keep going in the wrong direction. We need to take the detour sign. The phrase there in the Hebrew when he said turn or depart, depending on your translation, meant to, to turn off. spitting it out of your mouth. It means to lay something away, to leave it undone. It even means to revolt or rebel. It means to be sour. It means to turn away or withdraw from. Think about some of those words for a minute and, and how you and I ought to respond toward evil. When, when we see evil up ahead, we need to turn off from it. Interesting phrase that said beheaded. <laughs> Maybe that's a good image for us to get in our minds. When evil wants to creep into your life, execute it. Go ahead and behead that evil and just cut it off from your life instead of allowing it into your life and allowing it to affect your life in the wrong way. You need to decline evil. Don't embrace it. Decline it. Depart from it. You need to just leave it undone. Just because evil's there, it doesn't mean you, you have to pick it up. It's not like the old Flip Wilson thing. The devil made you do it. He can't make you do anything. We, we need to be willing to, to leave it undone. The, the word even meant to be sour. How, how would it change maybe our perspective toward temptation or when we see evil up ahead in our lives? We just be, be soured up about it, you know? That's something I don't want to have anything to do with. Almost like somebody sucking on a lemon. You know, that's not the thing I, I want in my life. I'm, I'm going to be soured up about it. We, we need to withdraw from anything that, that is evil, anything that can cause adversity or affliction or calamity, anything that can displease God. We, we need to turn from those things. Anything that's evil whatsoever, we need to turn aside. If you see evil up ahead, you need to take the detour sign. And I know that's easier said than done a lot of times. At the same time, I think a lot of places God empowers us or he gives us the wisdom or the viewpoint to help us overcome evil, to help us overcome temptation. Our, our problem is we don't apply it. And I'm just going to give you one instance of that. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, here's what the Apostle Paul wrote. No temptation has taken you that is not common to man. 
In other words, we can't go around thinking our temptation is so much greater than somebody else's temptation. He says, no temptation has taken you that is not uncommon to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may endure it. In other words, God provides detour routes for us. God gives us warning signs. God gives us doors of escape if we will just take the door of escape. Now, I wish I could say I've always thought to apply this, but one thing I have told other people in counseling that I always need to apply, better, apply in my life is this. Whenever you're tempted to do something wrong, stop right then and pray and say, God, you promised me you won't let me tempt it beyond what I'm able. You promised me a door of escape. God, give me the door of escape. And I think if we would consciously do that, when we're really feeling temptation, it'd be really hard for us right after we pray and say, God, help me find the door of escape. Help me find the detour route just to get up and run headlong into the temptation anyway. So the advice that we're given here about going on this expedition in our lives to where we're trying to find more peace in our lives, the first part of the directions we're given is simply this. When you see evil up ahead, take the detour sign. Turn here and don't go that direction. Second piece of advice we can get from Psalm 34, 14 is that we need to also look for good up ahead, not just evil up ahead, but look for good up ahead. And I want you to think about biblical landmarks for a minute. I'll, I'll come back to that in, in, in just a, a second. We're, we're told, as I read a moment ago, we're to turn from evil. And, and guys, I'm afraid that's where some people stop. Some people don't even stop there. They go headlong into evil. But just turning from evil is not enough. Just, just applying the negative to your life is not enough. We also need to apply the positive. And what we're told here in Psalm 34 is this. Yes, we're to turn from evil, but he says, and do good. Just saying no to something bad only gets you halfway kind of where God would like for you to be in your life. Yes, you need to say no to evil, but you need to do what's good also in our lives. We, we need to be uh, applying God's will to our lives. We need to be doing what is good. Some of the words that we use there in the Hebrew means to do or make in the broadest sense or, or the widest applications. In other words, we're to do good the, the greatest way we can. We're, we're to do good to try and be influence other people's lives, to be trying to, 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 to serve God the way we ought to. We're to be doing good in the broadest way possible. We're to be doing what is Beautiful. The word for good can also mean beautiful or best or bountiful or cheerful or, or gracious or kindly or pleasant or that which is sweet, that which brings welfare to others, that which is well-favored as far as God is concerned. That, that's the way we need to live our lives as Christians. Yes, we need to turn from evil, but we need to do good. We need to look for good up ahead and take time to <clears throat> stop there like it's a landmark. The Holy Spirit, if we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us to take the detours away from evil, the Holy Spirit's also going to empower us to do the good things that, that he wants us to do. Go back to the illustration for a moment of a road trip. A lot of times you'll be on a road trip and 
<clears throat> you'll see signs out that will say historical landmark ahead. In other words, that sign is saying, hey, here's something interesting. Here's something that, that, that may bless you. Here, here's something that, that you may want to stop and, and look at and enjoy along the, the way of the road trip because it tells you that there's a, a historical landmark ahead. Well, as Christians, I'm not talking about an historical landmark. I'm talking about a biblical landmark. As Christians, a biblical landmark in our lives is doing good doing what God desires us to do. We need to, yeah, we need to turn off from evil, but we need to look for biblical landmarks in our lives, things that we can do that are good, that will please God, that will bless others. Third thing I want you to see is this, as far as trying to have some directions, follow directions about how we can go on a expedition to explore and find more peace in our lives. Sometimes we'll see signs like this, scenic route ahead. Scenic route ahead. And I want you to think about enjoying the drive for a moment. Enjoying the drive. Back to that illustration of an expedition or road trip. Sometimes you're traveling and you'll see a sign that says scenic route. Now, I'll tell you up front, the scenic route is going to take you longer to get there. <laughs> but it can be more enjoyable. Unless you're going the scenic route all the way from here to Washington, D.C. Becky and me did that one time with our three kids when they were young. And we decided to take the parkway, and we took the parkway as far as we could, all the way up into Virginia, and we were going to camp there and stay uh, not too far away from Washington, D.C., and then drive into D.C. after that. The scenic route took us 10 hours to get to Washington, D.C. <laughs> With kids in the back asking, are we there yet? But even though that was the case, we still saw some really enjoyable scenery along the way. We, we had the chance to see and take in some things we wouldn't have seen on the interstate. And that's the thought I want you to get for a minute. In our Christian lives, as we're going on an expedition of peace, as we are, are trying to turn away from, from evil, and we're trying to do good, Psalm 34, verse 14, the last part of it also says this, seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace and pursue it. So guys, just maybe we need to slow down a little bit in our lives. Maybe we need to take the scenic route spiritually more often in our lives to where we slow down, to where we really see other people where they are, to where we are, are, are building relationships with people. And as we take the scenic route, just like you can get off the interstate and enjoy the scenery. Maybe in our life spiritually, we need to get off the, the, the rat race of our life, the rat race of the interstate of our lives. And, and we need to take a more scenic, a more peaceful route in our lives if we want to experience more peace in our lives. If we just get hung up in the flow of this world system and, and, and we're just chasing after everything out there and we're going 90 miles an hour you know, in our lives, we're going to miss a lot of peace that God expects us to, to have. 
We need to slow down and fellowship more with God. We need to slow down and fellowship more with other people. And as I said a few minutes ago, see where people are. We need to seek peace and pursue it. Remember I said also in Psalm 34 and then later in Peter, it said that if you really want this, if you really want to love life, if you want to see good days, you need to keep your tongue from evil and keep our lips from deceit. Because if we fail to do that, if we're all the time speaking evil, if we're all the time telling people lies, you know what you're going to have in your life? You're going to have a lot of relational friction. You're not going to have a lot of peace. You're going to have a lot of issues and problems in your life. So what we need to do is learn how to control our tongues, learn how to control what we say. We need to be willing to turn from evil if we really want to love life and seek good days. We need to seek peace and we need to pursue peace. We need to follow the ways that minimizes conflict in our lives and instead speaks peace in the lives of others. The word they use for seek means to seek out by any method possible, especially worship or prayer. You can have more peace in your life through worship. You can have more peace in your life through prayer. You need to strive after peace. The word that's used for peace is different than any word we see in this series so far because all the other instances of peace talked about being joined back together. The word that's used here is a Hebrew word, shalom. And that's like a greeting that the Hebrews give to each other to where you're saying, be safe, be well, be happy. It's a statement of of friendship, of welfare, of health and prosperity and, and peace for the other person. The word shalom also meant to be safe in mind, body, or state, but it also means this, to be completed or to be at rest. So in our lives, we need to take the scenic route more often. We need to slow down and seek peace and pursue peace, especially through worship and prayer. We need to strive after peace. We need to to seek that which brings about welfare in our lives and in the lives of others. We need to be wanting for ourselves God's safety and the wind not blowing my notes away from me. God's safety and God's plan in our lives. We need to be seeking what brings about more welfare in our lives, more welfare in the lives of others. We need to seek the kind of peace that does that. But I tried to emphasize a moment ago, part of the word study of shalom means to be complete or to be at rest. Guys, there's only one way to find that kind of peace. There's only one way to find true shalom in your life, and that's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only one that can really complete us. Some of you ladies out there remember a uh, girly flick from years ago where this, uh, you know, uh, this, this man looked at this lady and he says, you, you complete me. And all of you just got all kinds of about that. And some of you were looking around because you still remember the, the, the movie and all. I thought Dee was going to kiss her husband for a minute sitting right there when I mentioned that. Because I'll tell you, the only way you can be completed, the only way you can have that degree of peace, that degree of shalom in your life is through faith in Jesus Christ. He's the only one that completes us. 
Without him, we're lost and undone. Without him, we have no hope whatsoever. Jesus is the only one that completes us. And the Lord Shalom also meant rest. Faith in Jesus, a relationship with Jesus is the only way that you and I can really be at peace and at rest. Because absent from that, we have no hope. If our salvation were based upon works, you could never ever go to bed at night and know you'd done enough. That's why I'm glad it's not based upon what I do. It's based upon what Jesus has done. And through faith in him, I can be completed. Through faith in him, I can be at peace. And that's the kind of peace we need to pursue after, we need to run after. The word run after or pursue even meant to run like you had a hostile intent. We need to run after peace like you'd run after somebody that you're mad at. (laughs) The word also meant to hunt. I don't think we've got anybody at Day 3 Church that ever hunts, do we? You know what I found out all the years about hunting? You have to prepare a little bit. You have to plan on going on a hunt. And if you want to have peace in your life, you have to plan on it. You have to pursue it. You have to chase after it. You have to hunt for it if you really want peace in your life. Recently, we've gone on some expeditions we'd rather not go on. We've had expeditions that were out of our control. None of us said, give us the COVID-19 virus. Send that into our world. Send that into our culture. So some of you might have been on a financial crisis expedition. Some of you have been filled with fear, maybe wondering, am I going to get sick myself? We've had some imposed expeditions upon us that we didn't have any control over. But as believers, we can intentionally decide to go on an expedition or a road trip of peace. You do have a choice in that. As a believer, you can decide, when I see evil up ahead, I'm going to take the detour route. As a believer, as a follower of Christ, you can decide, I'm going to look for good, and that's going to be a biblical landmark in my life. I'm going to do good in my life. You can make that choice. You can make that decision. As a believer, you can decide, I'm going to take the scenic route. I'm going to slow down a little bit. I want to experience peace in my life and help other people experience peace in their life, the saloon that can only be yours through Christ. We can all intentionally make a decision to do that, to seek peace and pursue it. If you want another motivation for it, the next two verses in Psalm 34, verse 15 and 16 says this, after it said, turn from evil, do good, seek peace and pursue it. The Bible said this in verse 15 and 16, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them for the earth. There's some extra motive for seeking peace. God is watching. God is listening. And he longs to hear us cry out to him. But there's also a warning there that ought to cause us to turn off from evil because it clearly said, the Lord, the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. 
I'm going to ask you this morning, will you repent if you have not? That's more or less what turning away from evil is. To repent, to recognize that is not God's will and to turn from that which is wrong and turn to God. To admit what God says is wrong and to agree with him. That's the basis of repentance. And if you've never done that, I'm going to ask you this morning, will you repent? Will you turn from evil? If you're a believer, I'm going to ask you if you'll do more than just the negative, you'll also do the positive. And you'll not just turn from evil, but you'll ask God to help empower you to do good. What he wants in your life. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, you can't do good until, first of all, you trust Christ as your Savior. So I want to encourage you, if you're listening online, if you're here with us live outside in this beautiful weather God's provided us, I want to ask you if you'll, if you'll trust in Christ and then do good. Ask yourself right now, what am I seeking today? What is it that you're really seeking? Do you want God's best for your life? Do you want God's peace for your life? If you do, why not pray right now? Tell him that. Join me in prayer. Father, Father, I pray right now you'd help us to, uh, to seek your heart, to seek your will. Father, forgive us for the times that we, uh, that we have failed to turn from evil. Forgive us, Father, for the times that, uh, that we failed to do good as believers. Lord, we have been on an expedition that we really have not cared much about for weeks now. Father, I pray for those that are still fearful. I pray for those who've lost loved ones. Father, I pray you give us your wisdom and your guidance as we begin to go on a new expedition, as we begin to move forward and to open our, our centers of worship up, our churches up. And Father, I pray you protect us, but Father, more than that, I pray you make us effective. Father, right now, I pray for those that are listening online. And Lord, if there's someone that's joined us online or will watch it later this week, if they don't know Christ as their Savior, if they have an absence, a void of peace in their, in their hearts, Father, help them to understand that faith in Jesus Christ is the only thing that will complete them. That faith in Jesus is the only thing that will give them rest. Father, we thank you that you loved us so much. You sent your son to be that completion that we need, to be that finished work on the cross that we can rest in. Help us, Father, to go out into our world, into our culture, and take peace to others and experience your peace in our life. Help us to guard our words. Help us to be careful of what we say. Help us to really love life and want to see good in our lives. Help us to turn from evil and to do good in the greatest way possible. God, help us to seek peace and pursue peace. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So we have this time of invitation. Uh, I'll be up here at the front. Uh, I'm going to ask Pastor Darrell if he would come and join me also uh, here at the front. And... Uh, John, are you doing the, are you singing or are you, okay. Uh, so I'm going to ask John, he'll be here at the front. If we can pray with you in any way, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, please come.
If you want to be completed today, to be able to truly be at rest today, why not trust in Jesus today? And we'd be glad to pray with you and help you. If you already know him and maybe you've got some other needs, some other prayer requests, please come and, and let us know. Are you in need of greater peace in your life? It is possible, and it starts with being at peace with God. Just pray something like this. Lord Jesus, I realize I need you and your forgiveness. I invite you to be the boss of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we'd love to talk to you. We're here to pray with you, to love you, and offer support. Please contact us at day3church.com. We care about you, and we want to connect with you. Until next time, this is Pastor John reminding you that God is greater than your circumstances, and His mercies are new every morning. It's time to experience a new day in your life.